Hello and welcome back to the Chatter Cave podcast. Obviously, we're doing the another Halloween, Halloween kills. Still, again, I don't know where the fuck Tom's gone. He's disappeared <laughs> again. You're after me. You're after me. Some crazy broad set me on fire. And there's some weirdos are chanting evil dice tonight. I only want the bottle of milk. Should you go to the film now? You done? Just stay with up a bit. Okay, easy that gets off my head. Like, how easy is that compared to the other one? Mm. How difficult? How long did it take me to get the other one off? I mean, I just got off in five seconds. Oh, yes, we are continuing Halloween adventure because it's Halloween Kills, released mm. in twenty twenty one, after a year long delay because of COVID. Fuck you, COVID. Uh, and it is the middle of the David Gordon Green mm-hmm. trilogy. Um. Obviously, it got a lot of hate from critics, got a lot of hate from the audience. But honestly, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy this movie. I think it's it lives up to its name. Mm. Halloween kills. It does fucking kill. It kills a lot of people. Oh, like, a yeah. lot of, like, 30-something, mm. was it? Uh, yeah. Around that mark? Mm. It's the most of a Halloween movie. It comes with firemen and all that kind of stuff. Yep, and obviously extended cut adds that extra couple of kills, which mm. FYI we are doing the extended cut, which doesn't really change too much compared to the normal cut. Mm. It just adds like an extra scene or two, and then the ending does extend from the shot we get. Mm-hmm. So there's not too many changes, but it's just like a nice little extension mm-hmm. just to see what the other ideas they had. Not like another Halloween sequel, which has multiple different endings depending on the version you got. Are you talking about Bob Zombie's Halloween too? Yes. What you were? I thought you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about this bad boy. Oh, look at that steel book. Look at that. Got Michael on the back. Inside, it's got Jamie. Wrong way. There we go. Thirty quid worth it. Thirty quid. Thirty quid for a four. Four Ks are expensive. Four Ks are twenty-five mm. quid a four K. So it's basically an extra five quid for the metal case. And I shouldn't get lucky and manage to get one for a bargain, which you can on occasion, yeah, but not often. I mean, the most I spent on 4K is 35 quid, and that was for the Batman. It was like mm. a limited edition, proper That's limb. a long... Not that, it's more the fact that it comes with like little art cards and stuff, mm. so it was like an actual proper limited edition, not just Ew. fancy. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, I really enjoy this. I've, I've seen this movie... How many times have I seen this movie now? I mean, I've probably seen it about four times this year alone. Mm. Um, I saw it when it first came out. I watched it with my mum. Because <clears throat> uh, we obviously watched Halloween 2018 together. Yes, we did. Not you. You're not my oh, mum. Yeah, yeah, you know. A bit weird. I'm <laughs> a bit fucking weird. Um, no, obviously, we saw Halloween 2018 cinema together. So, obviously, uh, we streamed this one at home mm. uh, when it was available. Good old VPNs. <laughs> oh, we definitely live in the United States of America. Thank you, Peacock. <laughs> and it's fine because VPNs are legal. Mm. <laughs> Unlike you, the ones when you tried to cover up, like, shut up, shut up, shut up, tell them on that. No, it's, it's, you didn't realize it's, it, it is legal to do that. Um. <laughs> they just don't like you doing it. Mm. But it isn't illegal, like pirating the movie. 
which we totally have never done. Arr. <laughs> um Pirates of Caribbean theme plays. I was gonna start doing the Halloween theme though. That's not Pirates of Caribbean. Um but yeah, obviously we saw that one when it came out, and obviously it's a case of we wanna watch this when it comes out because it's you know, it's a follow up, I need to see the follow up. And we did, and obviously we both got some enjoyment out of it. I probably got a bit more enjoyment. Probably a lot more, because it's you. Yeah. I mean, she she enjoyed the 2018 one. And she enjoyed Kills to an extent. Mm. Probably more than like, most people did. But she enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, um, it's... I've, I've actually have read a few notes, because we, obviously we watched it yesterday. Mm. Just did a recap this morning. I did have a few notes to remind myself what I want to try and talk about. Um, so one of the things I do want to talk about is the flashback continuation of the 1978 mm-hmm. movie. So one of the big things with this is obviously it's the same night as the previous one. So mm-hmm. um, this en- this starts with Cameron on the phone to- trying to ask Oscar to answer his phone. Obviously, it cuts to Oscar dead, impaled on a spike, and as we get obviously him getting really annoyed before finding Hawkins, who is not dead. He's on the floor basically bleeding out, but Cameron saves him in the start of his redemption arc, which is one thing I really like about this movie. Um, and then, obviously, Hawkins wakes up and tells him he needs to die, and I need to be the one to do it. And then we cut all the way back to 78, mm. after Loomis has shot Mike off the roof, um, with basically a young cop who's actually Officer Hawkins, who's played by the actor who was in Kong Skull Island. He was the one who befriended uh, John C. Riley's character mm. uh, when they're talking about cubs and uh, uh, I think he was talking about bears and tiger cubs or something like that because they're talking about baseball. Mm. Obviously, he's that character, the young lad. Obviously, he plays the young Hawkins in this, and he does a pretty good job. And obviously, he's chasing after a young Michael Myers. Obviously, they did the good thing with this. They do they obviously use two different actors for Michael. Mm. They use the older actor for the present. He's the younger actor for the past to give him, obviously, make him a bit more young. Mm. Makes sense. No point using, like, a 60, 70-year-old man when it's meant to be, like, a 20-year-old kid. Um, But, yeah, obviously, it follows, obviously, Hawkins chasing after Michael and failing to capture him. And then, we obviously, we cut around to different people. Obviously, we meet the other cops of their time, um, ones we've never met before. Mm. And then, obviously, we also cut to Lonnie, a young Lonnie who obviously is the kid that used to bully Tommy. Um, and, you know, we got the, cl- the one that l- caused Loomis to do the classic, hey Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Mm. Like, this meet him obviously getting bullied. <laughs> the irony, the bully getting bullied. Um, and obviously, eventually cops tell him to all leave because there's a serial killer on the loose. Mm. And Lonnie goes off on his own, obviously hearing all these but in the extended cut, which is one thing I'm pissed off with if you're actually cutting it, Lonnie sees Michael beyond a bush. You know, obviously recreational shot of the shot where Laurie saw him behind the bush in yes. the first one. But that got cut in the theatrical version, but in the extended version, it's there. Mm. And obviously he sees him, Michael disappears, Lonnie's kind of pissing himself here, like, shit, mm. what the fuck's this? Goes to the bush, finds him gone, and then runs off into the scene that's actually in the movie, in the theatrical version, where obviously he hears the voices of the kids going... Careful, Lonnie. He's going to get you. He's going to get, like, you know, being really, like, bullying to him. And obviously, eventually, he trips over. And then 
as he gets up, he turns around to see Michael walking towards him, which obviously scares him even more and basically causes him to like turtle his way, like mm. roll into a boar. But obviously it's not Michael that grabs him, it's Hawkins and the other cop. And they basically let, he basically runs off and they head off into Michael's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you see the dead dog. So obviously they do. Obviously they never showed you in the yeah, original one, but this one actually shows you the dead dog. Mm. And then like the Rob Zombie Halloween too, it doesn't show you it. Him eating it. No, it just shows you that he has more than likely eaten it mm. because it does have like its, yeah. op- its side open. So he definitely has eaten it, but yeah, he just don't show it. Yeah, thankfully. And obviously they sort of split around the house. Obviously, the cop up to this point has been telling Hawkins stories about Michael, how he used to. Obviously, you have to go around his house. Mm. Hey, it used to be a bit weird. I used to look out the window at Haddonfield. Um, and obviously, when they go up, obviously, one goes upstairs into the bedroom. Obviously, stands in Judith's room, looking out the window, and realizes, okay, he's not looking out. He's looking in mm. at himself. And as he does, Michael gets him, starts fighting with him. I mean, fair play to the cop. I mean, he puts up a fight. I mean, you see him like fully like giving some mm. rib shots to Michael, trying to stop him, but it's Michael. He gets the rope that. Something they never really bothered to use in the actual original. Because in the original, they say, oh, we stole a mask from the shop mm. and some rope. Never used the rope. Because obviously uh, Annie choked out with his hands. Yeah. So he never actually used mm. the rope. So this actually goes full circle back to that. And he goes, okay, he uses the rope to strangle the cop. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not what kills him. Oh, no, it's Hawkins. Because obviously Hawkins shoots him in the neck, mm. kills him. Um... Michael escapes outside, but of course he runs into all the other coppers and Loomis, who, by the way, is obviously brilliantly put into this film because he looks like fucking Donald Pleasance. Mm. The guy that they got to play him just perfectly looked like him. Plus, with the voice from the guy from the last one, mm. you feel like Donald Pleasance in this movie, like decades after his death, which is really good. Mm. So that just sums up these flashbacks early on. It is that they put so much effort into making it feel like you're still watching the 78 movie. This is just Definitely. an additional scene at the end of it. Yeah, like a remastered version. Yeah. It look, it's one that just looks better. Even the music sounds like it's the original. Yeah. It's just mm. fucking perfect. And obviously, you get a few other flashbacks later on. Just remind you of those moments before, obviously, showcasing what mm. actually happened to Hawkins afterwards, where the cop, like his chief, was like, okay, give me a gun. Yeah. You're just going to brush this under the rug here. Mm. Like You did the right thing. It, it's just a fuck up. Sometimes doing the right thing leads to what you basically happened. So we're just going to try and ignore this ever happened. Of course, it's something that's eaten Hawkins because mm. he could have killed him. Not just there. The moment downstairs when, obviously, uh, Loomis was about to execute yeah, Michael. Yeah, let Loomis kill him. He obviously stopped him because... It, I think, if I'm correct, the quote from Hawkins is... There's still someone's little boy inside there. Mm. Of course, this is a, um, a man with basically a boy's mind, little boy's mind. He's like a six-year-old in a man's body. Yeah, that's the that's the quote. Mm. And obviously, he just didn't want it to die. He wanted to see if he can help him. Mm. See that could have. Uh, but I did like that. I did like how they try and recreate a lot of the seventy-eight yeah. one. I mean, the shot of mm. Loomis standing behind Michael as he's been held by the cops, guns blazing. Uh, it's obviously a recreation shot of when he was a kid. With mm-hmm. his parents finding him with a knife, so that's that is really well done. There's a lot of effort into making that spot on. So I feel like if they fuck that up, that's gonna fuck it up for me personally. Oh, definitely. Because it w- you wouldn't feel like you're watching the old one, but I personally feel like I'm watching the '78 classic, mm. which is really fucking good. 
it's like a like an added on part of the seat of of the film we never saw. Yeah, it feels like it was actually part of the film. They just they just discovered it. I mean, because so, it's not the first time I've done this because obviously Halloween two, the original mm-hmm. Halloween two, mm-hmm. the start of that follows Michael getting shot out the window, mm-hmm. then getting up and walking away, and follows him straight after that. Whereas this obviously follows him up to the point of getting captured and getting thrown into mm-hmm. the nut bin, uh, where he obviously spent forty years basically trapped. Um, so that that's pretty cool that they redid that and got it back obviously to look so good. And obviously that's a cool thing as well because. Obviously, it brings back casts from the last movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the main characters that survived. Obviously. And of the few minor characters that you saw placed around, like the, the uh, graveyard keeper. She's mm-hmm. back with her husband. Um, like some of the best characters. Um, obviously, got obviously have one. Um, there is another one. If I remember correctly, that's like a background place character from the last one. Mm. Oh, for Dr. No. Doctrine, that's the one I'm after. Doctrine and Nurse. Mm. Obviously, they had that little moment when Michael, in the long take, mm. sees them, but doesn't kill them. It's the ones where you, like, in the first in the film, you just put Mustard as extras. Yeah, you but in this one, them. they're actually brought into into mm. actual main fight against Michael. Heck, we can get a little cameo from Julian. A little, sh- <laughs> hey, that's Julian. That's the shit that lives across the road. <laughs> Fuck me, that was, that, I love that. I, love, I do love that mm. quote from him. It's like, that's still a, that's the little asshole kid across the street. That's the asshole kid. But like, that's just perfect. But then on top of that, you get OG cast returns. Mm. Obviously, you get uh, the nurse mm-hmm. uh, who's played by the same actress who played her in One, Two, and H Two O. Um, Marion Chambers. That's not the actress. Mm-hmm. That's the character. Yeah. You get Lindsay Wallace back, who's actually played by the little girl from the original, mm-hmm. which is. Really good that they obviously managed to get her back since you know she's like one, one of the fucking like house, real housewife bull yeah. trap nowadays. Um, one of those crappy reality ones. So it's cool that they got her back. And you know, sometimes when you see like these obviously new house, real housewife bull crap mm-hmm. fans, you, you think, oh, that's gonna be like, they're gonna overreact this or something, it's gonna be like a bit of shit. But she actually does a really good job, I think, mm. at selling the fear uh, put on her by Michael. But then obviously, we also have. Jamie back, of course. Obviously. You know, she's barely in this movie, which I'll get to in a minute. Mm. But uh, on top of that, we have, obviously, re- uh, uh, not recast first. First, we actually have um, the sheriff back, Bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the dad of Annie. Obviously, he's back, the same actor. Uh, obviously, much older now. Oh, definitely. Was he in his 70s, I think it said? Most likely. I think it said uh, it's like his 70s or something like that. Mm. Obviously, he's back as the... The security guards at the hospital. That's cool. The the fun little way to place him back into it. like he's still mm. law enforcement, just not proper proper law enforcement. So that's pretty cool. But then on top on top of that, we do have the recasts. So we have obviously Tommy back, who of course was in Halloween one. Yeah. Little cameo at start two, four. A little cameo and then six where Paul Rudd played him, mm-hmm. which is a shame that Paul Rudd didn't play him again. He would have been Paul Rudd. It would have been great to have seen Paul him again, but. Mm. Because then that wouldn't make me as upset as how they handled Tommy eventually at the end of this. Because obviously Tommy's played by um, Anthony Michael Hall, mm. who uh, was in National Lampoon's Vacation as Rusty, the young kid, uh, and also Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And a few other things here and there. Obviously he plays a more bigger version of Tommy compared to Tom, uh, oh, Paul Rudd's more you know, leaner figure. 
That's like a blokey. Yeah, it kind of upsets me um, then that we don't get like a proper like fist fight. Fist fight with Mike. That would have been really cool. It's more a, of like a. Yeah, like it's a shame we don't get a proper yeah. like showdown between these two hawking of human humanity. Mm. And on top of that, we also have um, obviously the adult Lonnie, who's played by uh, an actor who was in um, a lot of fucking. Oh, what's the director's fucking name? The guy, no, the, the Haunch on the Hill House. That TV show. Yeah. And the Bly Manor. Yeah. The guy who made them, he's in a lot of his stuff. Mm. I can't remember the guy, the, the director's name off the top of my head. He's done a lot of Stephen King stuff and like, other like, horror films here and there. Mm. God, that's going to bug me though, that is. He did Doctor Sleep. Fuck it. Carry on, because he was in Doctor Sleep, ironically, the guy was, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, And obviously, he plays... Honestly, I really like... That character, that Lonnie character, like you better get him in the original. He's just a bully, mm. but in this, he's actually pretty cool. He's like, he's actually the actor is spot on. Like, Definitely the emotion he gives, uh, especially when he sees like dead bodies of his friends. Yeah. Uh, when he realizes he's fucked up by bringing his son into this, it even looked like his son. Yeah, he yeah. got that spot on. Mm. Um, so th- I I really love that character, and it's a shame we don't actually get to see the death. Against yeah, Michael, be it's very, it's very. I want, I want to know how he stuffed him up in the the, the loft. Put some ladders out quickly. <laughs> do, 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 do. Shit, I hear him coming. There you go. I think he wants to put it fully in the attic, but because they hear, yeah. hear him coming, oh shit! Oh, fucking fuck. get... so kind of cupboard, like... cupboard. <laughs> Dead by daylight, this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some fucking sitcom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really like that. I I like the uh, them bringing back the old cast and mm. the new cast. That it's like really cool to have that happen and obviously that adds the emotion then heading to ends with the fact that they've killed off most of not just the original cast but mm. also the new cast so they're having to bring in new characters that you've never seen before just to fill out the ranks that's interesting that is so that's why i want can't wait to see halloween ends to see how that works because mm. obviously this this podcast is going at the same day as halloween ends um so by the time this comes out we'd actually have the knowledge of what happened in that movie? Um, what else have I got? Um, obviously, the one thing I spoke about earlier was obviously it lives up to its name, Halloween Kills, because the kills mm. are plentiful and brutal. Uh, probably some of the best in the Halloween franchise. It's, it's cool as well because it's all practically done. So, obviously, eye gouging's out, uh, knives to the face, um, a few off screen kills that look pretty interesting to see how that would have happened. Uh, a massive montage and just killing like all the fucking yokels mm. um and of course the the non-michael death of mango splat <laughs> r.i.p that guy the penguin guy that oh. got killed because mob mentality yeah it's kind of realistic though i mean Even, a lot of people yeah. hate the mob stuff but for me it's kind of realistic it's realistic that part I'd say would be realistic. It's more of the fact that they became a mob in the first place. People dies tonight because of that. Just that one catchphrase. Gotta start mm. it somewhere. Gotta start it somewhere. All hell the watcher. <laughs> All hell the watcher. Um, but yeah, I do like that. And obviously, so the extended cut adds a, a couple of extra sequences. Obviously, the eye gauge and it mm. seems extended in the extended cut, so you see a bit more of that. And then the end montage adds actually like another two kills. Um, and then on top of that, obviously, 
one of the last kills of the movie is obviously Karen's death, mm. which sets up a big part then of ends the fact that her daughter, her mom, is mm. dead. That's going to be a lot of emotion for both Allison and um, Lori. <laughs> Sorry, I got an itch on the back of my head. It was making me not think. Um, it's the mask. Mask makes my head itch a bit. <laughs> no one really kills people. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, it's like the practical effects in this are really good. Mm. Like, you're really fucking good. Like, I know you can tell it's when it's practical. Like the faces are clearly dummies. Mm. But I'm fine with that because it, it makes it like it means they can do a lot more. As the eye gauge, it means they can have like yeah. fake eyes popping out, which makes you go, "Oh, oh, 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 oh!" And on top of that, obviously, you also have the the blade in the eye with the the, uh, the doctor. Yeah, with the prosthetic. He's actually technically nurse. a nurse. Mm. The irony. Switch around. Uh, the reverse kill. Obviously, yeah, they did that with the the knife in the eye, mm. which is an actual kill. So if you watch the behind the scenes. They actually talk about the fact that that wasn't actually going to be in the movie, but then they showed it to a test audience, and the test audience reacted like really good to it, and they're like, "Keep it in there." Mm. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't put it in because I mean that's a really good solid kill, like really solid. It's probably more of the thing of like because obviously eye stuff is, tends to be like a big. And if they're going with the gauge mm, one already, yeah, it's a case of well, too much. Oh, yeah, because people liked it. Makes sense. Obviously, another mm. of, of practical kills you have is obviously the firefighter death. He just massacres all the firefighters. Mm. Um, obviously, Cameron's death of him getting like head smacks, like fucking destroyed completely. Um, and obviously, the old couple. Uh, obviously, the guy getting fucking neck, a glass shard for the back of his neck, and obviously the mm. woman getting a like a fluorescent light tube through the fucking throat, blood, blood squirting. Yeah. That's just like, whoa! That is like fucking really good. I mean, they they sport that in the trailer, which is upsetting. But I mean, seeing it actually play it properly, and then seeing the behind the scenes of how they did it and how they struggled to get mm. it to work, shows the dedication to get it right. So I do, I do like that they went, okay, let's, let's just grab any household appliance here. You could that light there, you could break that, and you could use that. So I think that's, uh, Danny McBride was talking about that in the behind the scenes. Obviously, the guy who wrote this in the last one with uh, David Gordon Green, obviously McBride being obviously an actor in like multiple comedy movies mm. here and there. In the great Tropic Thunder. Um, obviously, they spoke about the idea of I could have grabbed any old household appliance and just utilize that as a tool, mm. which is pretty cool. Uh, Say so he's using a knife all the time. Yeah, you don't want to be bland. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why like, Friday the 13th is interesting because every mm-hmm. kills are usually different. And that's what they like with Halloween. They mm. not every they there's a couple of kills when they recreate stuff that's fine it's fine for recreation yeah. like a little homage but you want like a bunch of like <clears throat> other kills that look different mm. and like you go that was pretty gnarly nice <laughs> all i wanted to say was nice cock <laughs> that's the kind of voice that you say when you say that isn't it that's what... the um the guy from um uh the emperor's new groove that's it um, the one who obviously is voiced by the one who plays Joe. <laughs> oh, fucking Patrick Cronks. Warburton. Cronks, so he's Cronks, isn't that? Yeah, Cronks. Cronks. Cronks, who's played by Patrick Warburton, yeah. Mm. He was in Scream 3. He was one of the victims in Scream 3. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing with this as well, just like the, the previous one, I've actually listened, to, uh, well, read the novel. 
Mm. I haven't read the novel, sorry. That's a lie. I listened to the audiobook of the novel. Um, and that actually does expand on a lot of stuff. Mm. Like, it, it fills in gaps um, that basically makes you go, okay, how's this happened here? Mm. It fills that gap in to, like, to give you that bit more of a layer. Um, I'm trying to think of one on top of my head. Um, it's been a while since I listened to the book. I listened to the book after I watched the movie. Mm. So it was weird because I was like, I was literally in the movie and now I'm just like, what, listening to the book and like picturing every scene because I've yeah. seen the film. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do the same with Halloween End, so I'm going to get the audiobook. I've got I've got another Audible token, so I'm going to use that when it comes out just to see the difference. I'm trying to think of like one of the ones I've talked about. It's been a while since I've listened to it, so I can't really think of one. But it, there is like a few. Oh! The psych, psychic patient, when he gets when he's in the back oh, of the yeah. car, it actually mm. explains how he got in there. Their car's got a dodgy lock, so mm. it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't lock properly. And he just op- clicked it and it opened for him. He got lucky. But obviously mm. when he got in, mm. I think he locked it or it, it actually fixed itself and locked. That's how he got in. Mm. And obviously then um, when the music starts playing, the Figaro, Figaro, as he's like flicking for it, 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 it even showed him doing that, like he's messing with the fucking audio. Um, and then when she gets in the car, he's actually getting up to ask her for help. But she freaks oh. out because there's a guy in the back of the car, which she's naturally mm. going to. And that's why. And I jump to it's Michael. Yeah. So that's him. Like, he's, like, he's even really confused when like he's, Tommy's coming over to the back. He's like, why is this big strange guy coming over to me? And he hits the car. He's like, oh, shit. And that's when he just floors it and tries mm. to get out of there. And he's, he's like, oh, he, he never really drove before, but he sat on someone's lap like when he's a kid. So he's kind of understands how it works. Mm. But yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of like little bits of that explaining like stuff how that works. But I do like that in the audio book. It does fill the gaps and it make does mm. make me then go okay. That actually adds to the movie because then when people may have watched it and gone, it makes no sense. How does he get in the car? I can then go, okay, I know he got what? in the car. So that he got in the car this way. Then mm. that actually does make sense. It's not some bullshit thing. So in my opinion, that adds to the movie, especially if you listen to the book. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, mm. what else we got? Um, there's a lot of big moments like that where you don't, you're not quite sure how it happened. No, you're not quite sure if it's him or Michael. Oh, obviously in the book it. it... Mm. In the book it explains it, oh, but obviously his in fucking name. I don't think it was the character's name. Oh, penguin. He does look like Danny DeVito's penguin from Tim Burton's one. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, the actor sadly passed away in real life yeah. last year before this film came out. Um. We can spare tea, I think. Mm. Carry on, carry on. Yeah, obviously, like, there's lots of moments where you, you're not quite sure your question is who. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a scene where obviously Big John, Little John, we'll talk about them in a bit. But there's a like, there's an intruder in the house. All you see is the door open and a red blood hand, and it cuts to other shots of someone coming into the hospital, breathing heavily, and you're not quite sure. Which one's which Michael, one's which one's not. Mm. And it's not until you see the face yeah. in the window. Um, like Tribbery or something. Oh, oh it's going to fucking bug me. I'm going to have to Google. But he basically you see it's the penguin looking guy in the hospital because you see his reflection in the glass. He's going, help me. Mm. Help me. Is it him? Is it Michael? It's Michael. Yeah. This little guy here is Michael. Get him. It's like... We finally know it's him, Tivoli. but everyone else knows. Doesn't know. I think that's Tivoli. It's Tivoli. his died in real life. I mean, no, it's mm. him. 
May 2021, yeah, Tivoli. Uh. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't know until that point if it's him or not. Because it mm. could be Tivoli in the house, because we know Tivoli's yes, injured thanks injured. to the car crash. And they have been saying... And the bus crash. And they have been saying that Michael's going to come to the hospital. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna that come Adam here. is coming for Laura, even though... Yeah. Obviously, they've constantly been. pointed out that he never even went for Laura in the first place. Yeah. The doctor, Sartain, made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like their fears of like clouding their judgment. Yeah, they're just seeing like, someone in a game, and it's like, mm. shit, he's got blood on him. It's Michael. Get him, get him. And it's like... You know Michael is notorious for using his mask. But yet they instantly think, oh, that guy looks like a mental patient. Let's kill him. That's Michael. And it's like, it's more of like one person, all it takes is one person to go, Mob is mentality. that Michael? Is it Michael? That's, obviously it was, um, his name? The big guy, the, the big guy. Oh, Tommy. Tommy, that's it. I was thinking Bobby. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not Bobby. Tommy, obviously, he asked the question, is it Michael? Which then leads them to, like, prejudge. It's Michael. It's, it's Michael. Michael. Get him, Which get him, get him. Everyone else says it's Michael. And the whole evil dice tonight shit happens. Evil dice tonight. <laughs> it does make sense. In the law, because they're all scared of Michael. Yeah. I understand. I don't, mm. I don't technically hate the mob stuff. Yeah, obviously after a while the constant chanting after what it gets, gets a annoying. bit annoying, but you can you mm-hmm. just let it. I I just let it slide and just, yeah. When the mob's taken out, we know we're never going to hear it again. So mm-hmm. I let it slide. Let it slide up until that moment, and we know it's dealt with. <laughs> I just think like Karen should have been a bit more sh- stronger with them. Cause obviously, like at that time when she, when she separates Tivoli from Tiv- them, yeah, and instead of like saying it's not my call. She's like, wait for them to all crowd, crowd around it and but then she's not gonna get the... saying it. Yeah. But if she just said it straight away and said, running up, it's not Michael, don't kill him. I mean, you even see Tommy and... Yeah. Tommy and that, like, question it as it's happening. It's they like... start realising. And obviously, yeah, I know he questions it mm. downstairs when Brackett's like, it's not Michael. And he's like, are you sure? Mm. He wears a mask, are you sure? And obviously Brackett's like, it's mm-hmm. not him. Like, I know he's questioned it there, but that's just him, like, trying to double check here. Yeah. Like... He's seen it and he's worried. He just wants to double check. Okay. Mm. Please just t- please tell me we forced Michael he's to jump. He's lost. Please mm. tell me it was Michael that jumped, not some random person. Mm. But obviously at that point, he's like, shit, 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 at shit. At that point, he's basically lost complete control of this mob. Yeah, he started it, mm. but he can't control it anymore. Can't um, control. Yeah. And there he's seen it. And obviously, even obviously, confronts Cameron. He's like, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's my bad. I'm sorry. I feel like at that point as well, obviously, he's kind of like, his veins are like mm. rushing of blood because of the nurse. Yes. The nurse dying and the two basically civilian casualties mm-hmm. at the hands of Michael. Obviously, I said the, the the actual nurse. Yes. And the doctor who, you know, shoots herself in the face. Mm. Uh, obviously, at that point, he's like really like probably annoyed. He just wants to end Michael right now. Mm. And obviously, he knows at that point, he's like, I fucked up. I really have fucked yeah. up. Let's make a plan here. Mm. Let's bring Michael down together. Yeah. Which they do, because obviously at that mm-hmm. point in the movie, obviously, you go back to Big John and Little John's house, which is actually mm-hmm. Michael's childhood home, which mm-hmm. is cool that they did it that way. Like, they had some p- random people living yeah. there who were, like, really fun. Big yeah, John and Little cool. John. Uh, you're like, you know, stop. Look. Listen. It's Halloween. <laughs> like, that is... They're, like, they're, they're quite funny characters. Mm-hmm. But they actually do have a lot of heart. I mean, that whole bit when he's like, about my mum used to keep bees before she died. And he's like... yeah. 
I'm sorry to hear about that. Like, these, like, mm. the, the actual emotion within these characters. Like, that's one thing I do like with these movies. They they actually have characters that you can get behind mm-hmm. and, like, be mm-hmm. upset them when they get killed. Obviously, yeah. they had the mm. trick-or-treaters early on the night. Uh, <laughs> Frank them. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, they, they, they tell the story of what Michael Myers did. Mm. He stabbed his sister in the tit. <laughs> get out of here, you little perverts! <laughs> uh, the trick-or-treaters, which then obviously ran into Lindsay. Well, you know, the others got killed. Mm. And Lindsay had to like try and defend herself against Michael with the fucking bricks. Which is, like, smart. Put bricks in a bag. Swing yeah. it. Smart, smart, smart. She smart. managed to do more than the rest of them. <laughs> yep. Um, well, she, yeah, well, she did probably... Like, I'd say, out of all of them, he probably did... the uh, it's the equal amount was the, the nurse. Yeah. Because he like, tried to choke Michael out before dying. Mm. Um, at least he didn't care away. Or go, this is for Dr. Loomis. Oh, oh shit, Marion! No, <laughs> literally because she bites all the bullets, shooting, shooting the windows. Out windows to help him strangle people. Fucking seeing a mask going. Oh shit! It is a funny scene though. It is obviously sad. It's like, oh, she's she like, yeah, she survived him all those years ago, and then she dies like in two different timelines. But it is funny. It's like the build up. Like this is for Doctor Loomis. Click, mm. click. Uh oh. It is quite funny, that is. Um, but yeah, obviously, it goes back to the Myers house, where obviously these this couple, obviously, the intruder in the house, they both grab stupidly sized knives. Big John, who's the small guy, gets the little knife. Little John, who's the big guy, gets the big knife. Get it to penis joke. <laughs> obviously, uh, Big John's the one who obviously carks it with the eye gouging mm. out. Whereas Little John, obviously, finds him off-screen. and gets the off-screen mm. kill. But gets the whole, Michael, you've come home. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just, you know, it's probably, it is probably the lamest of the kills. Yeah. Out of all of them, because, I mean, the guy just stands there. He just... He lets it happen. Yeah, I know the, I know the at least uh, with the woman when she did it, mm. she at least looked fearful. Like, that's yeah. why she just didn't go for the door. That's why she grabbed the knife. She was scared for her own safety. Like, shit, 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 shit. Whereas he's just looking at him just like... like he's scared, it's but not... It's more like he's accepted his fate. Yeah, like he's, he's just accepted his lover's it. Whereas she's he's like... like actually fearful of death like she's mm. like waiting for it to happen like she's she knows it's coming but she's gonna if she can move she can move and defend herself she can't oh, fuck mm. whereas he's just literally like okay but obviously they go obviously cameron his dad and obviously allison get there obviously mm-hmm. his dad has that tearful moment again obviously he had a tearful moment when obviously they found the nurse dead yeah and there's a tearful moment again and he's like, you dumbass, you brought your kid to the belly of the beast. Mm. And he's like, you stay here. I wouldn't feel right with you coming in with me. I'm going to deal with this myself. Goes inside, hear the gunshot. They have to follow. They obviously do the bottom of the house to try to find it. Obviously, they all go upstairs. Uh, Alison goes in the one room, finds mm-hmm. the dead body. Obviously, in Michael's uh, patterns, uh, decorating of the room. Obviously. Um, and she pulls the knife out. So she has a weapon. Obviously, Paul Cameron then obviously has the blood drip on his hand and finds his dad in mm. the attic dead. Uh, before obviously, but if it, Mark comes barging out of the fucking room, bashes him, obviously stabs him, slams him against the wall. Obviously, Alison comes out, starts fighting back. Michael just smashes her head off the fucking banister and throws mm. her downstairs. She breaks her ankle. Uh, obviously, then Cameron just gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, like fully just gets just wrecked by Michael and like a really sad death because you finally mm. actually are getting behind this character like I know you did a dirtbag thing at the end of the last one but you really are behind this guy you now you want him to survive mm. and then Michael just 
there's that thing is that one thing obviously he's walked he smashed him all the way through the banister and he's just there yeah. drawling and he's walked to the top of the stairs and obviously the classic Michael pose at the top of the stairs the music's kicking in which is incredible mm. which I'll get to in a minute going down the stairs then fucking she's like I'm here get kill me I'm right here and obviously in the process he just turns grabs Cameron's head and just, you just hear mm. the snapping of the neck which is like sends chills down your spine like oh oh fuck shit like it's not like a gruesome death like the others, but mm. it's kind of emotional. I mean, there's a bit a bit of gruesomeness to like the fact that he prolongs the kill. Yeah, out quite but it's not bit. gruesome as in mm. gore. It's more well. like just un- uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable kill, yeah, mm. which is cool, which is really cool. Um, and then on top of that, obviously, obviously, fucking Allison actually tries to fight Michael, mm. gets wrecked instantly, but then spots her mom. To, uh, you know, pitchforks him in the back, which I do like that they, they see the pitchfork in the in the side oh, yeah. of the screen mm. at one point, and you're like, okay, that'd be useful here. And obviously, she comes in, stabs him, stomp like curb stomps his head into the fucking uh, mm. stairs and steals his mask just to lure him into the middle of the mob. See, what I would have done with that is a her though, use that in pitchfork head. in the head. head. Yeah, but obviously, she doesn't want to be the one. She wants to kill him, but she still wants the mob to basically make him pay for what mm. he's done. Like, she doesn't want him to have a, a quick death. She wants to prolong his death. A bit like what he did with Cameron. Yeah. So she, she drags him all the way to the, the mob. And the mob obviously come in. She does the line from the first one of, gotcha. And then on top of that, Bracket does the line from the first one of, it's Halloween. Mm. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Uh, posing his gun at him. And everyone comes in and starts beating the crap out of him, shooting him. Michael gets the shit kicked out of him in this movie, which... Mm. I don't know if this man's still standing, but I do like, obviously, then we get the monologue of Jamie Lee Curtis saying he's not a human being. He's like... No mortal man can survive the stuff he's And as, that, as she says that, obviously, he kills Brackett. Yeah. Like, Brackett, who, obviously, he spent all his years with the loss of his daughter on his shoulders, mm. finally meets his end with a knife slash of the throat, which obviously shocks Tommy because the blood actually splatters over Tommy's mm. face. Like He's like, shit, and then Michael goes for the montage of murdering everyone one by one, and it cuts to Tommy... Swinging old Huckleberry, which he planned. Obviously, constantly for the movies, constantly going. I'm gonna swing old Huckleberry. Night, yeah. night, Michael. Night, night. And as he goes to swing, like raises it to hit him. Obviously, he gets stabbed in the gut. Obviously, a very quick death for Tommy here. Because then you just get Michael with a bat in your hands. Goes, hey, bala bala, hey, bala bala, swing, smash. As you get the blood splattering over the into the air, as mm. Michael basically smashes Tommy's skull in, which. I think it would have been cool if we got to see a fight between them. Proper fight, yeah. Like fist rather fight. than like a quick... Instead mm, of like, like him that. about to kick. Yeah. Do like a big hit and then... I understand why they did it. Get to do it. It's part of the montage. I understand why. Yeah. Because obviously they need to hope the film needs to end quickly. Um, obviously then they've got to do the quick and Karen death at the end where she gets like psycho murdered at the end. Yeah, where he comes down and going, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. This is about the gotcha. And just murders her. And mm. obviously all this while Laurie's just looking at the window... And eventually he's looking at the window. They're both just looking at windows. And it's like... Mm. But obviously the extended version is... She actually rings Karen. Mm-hmm. Obviously the phone goes. He answers the phone. And she just hears the breathing. And he's like... She goes, I'm coming for you, Michael. Puts the phone down. Then grabs the knife and walks out the hospital. Mm. Honestly, I prefer that ending. Yeah. But obviously for the fact that... It's not following on. It's actually four years later. I understand why it would be the case of her not going out, obviously going after him right then and there. But I still like to think the theatrical version, she still does do that. But uh, she doesn't find him. Like he's already mm. gone at that point. Most likely. He's already run gone. off and 
hidden underground where he's hiding in the sewers. Mm. So I like to think it still does happen that way, just we don't get to see it in the actual thing. Mm. So honestly, I prefer the extended cuts ending because I think it, obviously the homage to the breathing on the phone from the yeah. first one, and on top of that, Laurie just going, I'm coming for you, Michael. And then the shot of the knife again, the same shot from the first one, but in this time mm. in Laurie's hand, she's going to go kill the son of a bitch that killed her daughter. So I prefer the extended cut version, but I do like the normal version's ending. Mm. Um... That's a good thing as well. The core thing is it's the same night as 2018. That's like mm. it's very rare you get a movie where it's the same. It follows on the same night. Yeah, the first and first second, and second one. one, the same night. Mm. So I do like the fact that they did the same idea here. It's just a, I do I, I am annoyed with the fact that the third one's not going to be the same night. That would have been rude. That, like, have you ever heard of a film that? Done, yeah, done... it would have been great, but you understand because she's fucked. He's to, fucked. Yeah, they both need this four year gap to go. Mm. You know what? I need to put my feet up. I was cup of tea. I need to heal, basically. I need to, yeah, I need to basically be able to yeah. fight. They've so, all been stabbed up a bit. I understand but, why mm. it's the, the jump, but it is a shame that it's not a free night thing. Because that'd be cool. Mm. Imagine binge watching that. You watch the first one and you go, okay, now 40 years later. And you're watching three movies, like three almost two hour movies. Mm. So that's basically what, six hours there. And it's one single night. That would have been fucking epic. Honestly. Mm. But yeah, you, you get what you get. Um, yeah, but in my opinion, both the outscore and extended version are both good in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, there's not too much added to the extended version to make it completely different, apart from the ending. But apart from that, it, it runs the same. Film runs basically the same. Mm. So it's both are, both are good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, obviously, Laurie takes a step back in this film heavily, which is a shame. But you can understand it. Mm. I mean, she doesn't. Isn't like a big thing in Halloween two, the original one, really? Yeah. She's again hospital bound. It makes sense. I mean, she's completely she's older, mm. so it's going to be a lot more strain on the body. At least in this one, she's more like she's not unconscious for most of it. She, in this one, she's more alert, and she can. And least... she's still trying to this, like, trying to mm. help everyone. So at least there is that. Obviously, it's just a shame that she's not more in the movie, but that allows us then to follow the original cast. Yes. And mm. Alison, mm. the new final girl. So I, I don't mind that for that sake. Plus, we're going to get the next movie where she's going to get a final arc anyway, so mm. it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, oh, the music. Obviously, Carpenter's back with his son and his godson, uh, Daniel Davy. I, I got it this time. Um, I'm pretty certain I actually said that last time and just went, no, that's not, that's not his name. That, that definitely sounds like something I'd do. Mm. That's not his name. No, it is his name. Um, their music is incredible in this movie. It adds every bit more to each kill, to each mm. scene. It's just chef's kiss again, Carpenter. Chef's fucking kiss. Um, I think I've covered everything, haven't I? I think so. I mean, it's, we've done like 40-odd minutes. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've definitely covered like as much as I can think of. <laughs> I mean, the, the new Michael mask, I can show you a bit of it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Obviously, you've got the burn marks from what he's taken mm. from, obviously, Jamie's setting him on fire. He's still got his, obviously, gunshot wounds to the face from Karen. Mm. Like, I mean, even the hair. I mean, feel that. Ooh. Like, his hair's all charred, which is, like, really mm. cool. I mean, Trick or Treat Studios did another good job. Obviously, he got the scarring on his mask here. Mm. All the indents. Like, that is really cool. Obviously, the blood. That is just, like, a really good mask. And, you know, this one actually fits my head fucking perfectly. Oh, and I can recreate the classic scene just without a can in hand. Um, 
Yeah, I think I've basically covered everything. Yeah. We get to the ratings then. Yeah, go on. Um, honestly, I loved the 2018 incarnation of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think it was a great return to form for the franchise. But I do actually prefer kills to it. Mm. Though I do love the story of Halloween, there is more of a story in that one than there is kills because kills mm-hmm. is the basic hunt Michael done. I prefer this idea. I mean, the kills are ramped up. That they've got some really great side characters in this movie. Um, a lot of characters get redemptions from the past, mm. and we get a lot of the OG cast returning. So I honestly prefer not massively prefer it. Like like a very like. A bit like a like you know like one point two points extra on top of what mm. I would gave that one, which was nine point five. Um, so it's not heavy heavy jump, but I did really enjoy it. And I'm pretty certain. Check my Instagram for that. Um, I put this in my top ten movies of last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that might have changed depending on what other films came out after I did that list. Because obviously, uh, I obviously watched a few other films that I didn't watch before submitting that list, so it might have actually gone out of it. But that's another story entirely. Um. I honestly do like this a bit more. It's mm. fun, um, and it's it's just a it's just a really solid movie. Um, so in that case, I'm debating between two. As I say, one or two points extra. I'm just gonna go one slight step ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give this a nine point six out of ten. Okay. I honestly really enjoy this mm. movie, and as I say, it's only just slightly better than 2018's, but both add to each other perfectly because of the continuation. Mm. Okay. Now, what did I rate? Eight. You've given eight so You've far for both of them. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, I would say I prefer the, the other two. Yeah. Because even though this one's still pretty alright, it's more of because Laurie takes a backseat in it, it's... It's more Michael's story, yeah. this one is, which I like. It's about time he gets his shine murdering people. Mm. You're going to give me Some of like, the mob, like, no lines are a bit... Evil dies tonight. A little bit too eccentric, I'd say. L- like, it's more of, that's what marketing would write, not what, that's what people would actually say. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say, it would just be, I'd put it as a seven. Exactly seven? Yeah. Basically one... Position lower than. Making my job so much harder here. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do. Uh, well, I don't have to do it wrong with this. Last time, obviously, I, when I said. I had to re dub my voice over top of one of the things for the last one because I put down as like 8.75, which technically mm. is an 8.8. Right. And I realised. I did say. I realised. I, did, I, I, I didn't catch you when you were there, but when mm. I listened to it back, I heard you say, I was like, oh shit, yeah. So I had to dub myself over quickly going, well, this. Uh, but this makes it simple. Uh, mm. That uh, obviously a seven and a nine point six gives Halloween Kills the Jack K level rating of eight point three. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, MVP. I mm. honestly want to say Michael. I say Michael because he gets the the time to shine there. Mm. Like before, he's just usually just like this skulking figure, but he actually gets a lot more time to shine here. Obviously. I kind of kept him off getting any runner-up in the last two because mm. I gave it to obviously Donald Pleasance and obviously uh, Julian. But he deserves the recognition of he's that close to getting a nod. But mm. honestly, with Jamie taking the step back, 
Yeah. I think Michael mm. gets more time to shine in this film. But honestly, I think Michael should get the MVP for kills. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. Uh, okay, runny up. Runny up. Runner up. Runner up. I want to say Lonnie. Okay. Personally. I think out of everyone, mm. he's the one that stands out the most. Um, he has the fun moments at the start when he's obviously watching the comedian with the puppet and he's there laughing and joking around. Mm. And obviously, he has the really serious moments where he finds, obviously, uh, Marion dead and he finds, obviously, he, like, he's mm. worried about his son's life. Like, he has these moments. He's, like, really well written as a character. Mm. So, for the fact that he was, like, such a minor character in the first one, I feel like he... He's better. He's much better than Tommy in this movie. Oh, definitely. Um, Lindsay doesn't get. It probably gets about the same amount of screen time, but yeah, she doesn't. She only shows realistically the emotional side. She doesn't really show mm. the the happy side a lot, like he does. Like he gets to actually mm. have this moment where he gets to be like, yeah, happy as Larry, and then like instantly snap. It's like really sad. Like, even when he's telling the story about her dad, mm. like he, you can hear like the sadness in his voice. That like, he's just like. He was great. I used to be best yeah. friends with him. He was amazing. I'm the whole sa- drug stuff as well. I'm 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 so mm. sad he's dead. But you could like, he had a lot more proper lines. More character. Yeah, more character. Whereas Lindsay was just more. She had like some stuff early on, mm. and then obviously just turned the kids to run before obviously going out the movie entirely before coming back and ends. Um. So personally, out of all of them, I'd say I would say Lonnie. Mm. I mean, Big John, and Little John are very close as the humorous like ones. <laughs> Uh, but honestly, I want to say Lonnie. Okay, I'll go with that one. Okay. Um, favorite moment. I've got two choices here. Mm-hmm. I'm either gonna go for the firefighter massacre or the unkillable scene. Mm. So the unkillable scene is the where Cameron dies. Unkillable yes. is the music. What's the music track that's over the top of mm-hmm. it? So that mu- that that whole sequence is like really good. But I do really love the firefighter scene as well. The scene when Michael just steps mm. out in front of the fire. The firemen are like so scared of what's going on. Like real firemen. Real firemen this scene. Mm. They're really scared of what they're seeing. Obviously he's coming out. Obviously the Halligan Bar, I think it was called. Comes out with that in his hands. Mm. The rain, the fire, the darkness. Fuck it. I'm going to give it to the firefighter scene. A lot of people like, hated that scene. There's a, at one point, there's a petition to get it cut from the like, movie. Why? Because they're like, oh, why are the masculine firefighters? Generally, there was actually a petition at one point for them to cut that scene mm. after it came out. They're like, oh, it's stupid, that. Let's get rid of it. Makes sense. That he's... Like, um, the build-up to it and then the execution mm. of him as massacring these firefighters. Well, I think he was angry because he, he, obviously Laurie got one over him. He, he's pissed off because he'd been beaten. Yeah, but he's now just like standing in front of people, and he's like, "I'm gonna take out my anger and frustration mm. out on these people." I mean, spearing them in the eyes, mm. like fucking like fully impaling them in the air, getting the fucking like sword blade, like fully like digging it into. He's just like, "Whoa!" He takes out like eleven people, something stupid like that. They say eleven, but obviously you don't see all the deaths. Mm. You only see like the big the the. the the spears and the yeah. blades. You don't really know if he's cat the cat and the two police. Plus, there's that funny moment where the one with the hose just like tries to like yeah. hose him down, and he's just like, "Fuck you!" Mm. That's quite funny. So yeah, I- I'm gonna give it to the firefighter massacre. What was I was gonna say? So, yeah, am you... I gonna say as well? Because that was what I was gonna say. Visually, was like more stunning than most of the shots. 
the contrast between the, the rain and the fire. Mm. And since you stole it, I'm not going to say anything else. <sighs> Fine. Yeah. Every now and again, I do accept double up, mm. and I will accept the double up of the firefighter massacre because yeah. it was perfect. Um. Okay, so my question, I usually obviously expand on what I've been saying, mm -hmm. but because the fact that it's actually come out now by the point of this podcast, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the question of, uh, did you watch uh, the movie in cinema or did you watch it at home on Peacock? I, think, uh, I believe Peacock, you can only watch it in America, but you know, VPNs mm. mean you can stream it in any country. <laughs> so which, 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 where, where did you watch it? Is my question. Well, I think we're going to go to the cinema to watch it, mm -hmm. or we would have gone to the cinema to watch it at this point. Um, so yeah, right. That is it for the Check Out mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, before Halloween ends, we're going to be trying to we're going to try to get a She Hulk podcast out because it's going to it's finishing again. We're doing finished by now. Oh yeah. So we're going to actually going to try mm -hmm. and get it out. That's going to come out before that. So we're going to try and get mm -hmm. some bonus ones this month. Um, so we're going to try and get that before we hit Halloween ends. So hopefully we'll see you for the She Hulk one if that does actually probably go ahead. If mm -hmm. not. It will be Halloween ends, so um, yeah, you can check the podcast out on usual pl podcasting yep. platforms, um, and you know you can check us out on YouTube. <laughs> Not just podcast, and everything, movie reviews, everything. Obviously, mm. you can check out our previous Halloween podcasts we've done. That's um, true. So yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed, and we shall see you next time. So um, I'm I'm gonna try and outrun this mob now, uh, because you know I need that bottle of milk, <laughs> like really badly. Mm -hmm. So, I'm gonna see you later. I was gonna swim past. Evil dice tonight. <laughs>